Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome back to the Candy Bag B. Well, I know that it has been quite a while since uh, we had a conversation, um, but I'm back-ish, I think, I guess, yeah. <laughs> I'm just joking. So, um, it's, it's, life has been a ride. Um, but before we get into all that, let me go ahead and do the preliminary things. And if you'd like to reach out to me, you can reach me, uh, it's the candy bag B at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at the candy bag underscore B, or you can find me on Facebook, the candy bag B all caps. So it is September and I think the last time I recorded was maybe April, I believe. Things have been a little hectic here and there. Still good. I had more good days than I did bad days. So that is definitely a plus. And um, I will say that It is very difficult co-parenting when you have different ways of doing things. Non-effective communication. And you don't have a united front. That's difficult. In itself. Anyway. So that's just a snippet of what's been going on in my life. (laughs) But things are good. The kids are great. Both of them in beta club. They're probably doing some other clubs as well. At the school. And we just living. We just living life. I still have peace. I do still have peace. I'm still enjoying having my own space. I made a couple updates here and there into the house, so that's a plus as well. And you know, I'm just out here thriving, man. My partner and I, we're still together. We'll be celebrating three years, uh, October the 27th, so I'm excited about that. We are taking a, a trip to the beach, and I've never been to Destin before, so I'm looking forward to that. I do currently have my glass of wine that I will be drinking throughout this recording. <laughs> so yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. So today I am going to be talking about compatibility. Because um, with being in my 40s and I'm seeing how things are going in the dating world for multiple people and we're all just like it's kind of shitty you know the dating pool got pissed in and alligators and you know all kind of trifling shit and it can be difficult to hold conversations and hell even make it to a first date let alone a second date um and I've realized that one thing I did not understand or know before I got married and marriage 
how important compatibility is. That doesn't mean that you all have to be compatible in every single way with every single thing. However, there are things that in order to have a long-term relationship that you're not fighting and forcing yourself to stay in, you really got to know what compatibility looks like for you. Um, I've definitely learned that lesson. I know what compatibility looks like to me now. I did not know what it looked like then. But as I've stated before, he and I were not compatible in ways that would have promoted a long-term partnership, relationship, marriage, whatever you want to call it. We didn't have that. So compatibility, the definition of compatibility is a state in which two things are able to exist or occur together without problems or conflict. I like that one. I'm going to read it again. Y'all know I read everything twice. So the definition for compatibility again is a state in which two things are able to exist or occur together without problems or conflict. Now on the opposite end of that, you have incompatibility. And the definition definition of incompatibility is the condition of two things being so different in nature as to be incapable of existing. Mm-hmm. Yes, again, incompatibility is the condition of two things being so different in nature as to be incapable of existing. So that is the inability of two people to live together harmoniously. And when when speaking in reference to compatibility and incompatibility, this is actually any type of relationship that you have. It just doesn't mean romantic. This could be friendship. You can be incompatible with your friends. You all don't have the same views. Which everybody doesn't have to have the same views. Um, but it's just so different that the friendship may not work. So in this instance, I'll be going back and forth between romantic relationships and non-romantic relationships, friendships and such things like that. So when you're thinking about compatibility and incompatibility, when you are meeting someone and you just starting off new, there may be a word that you've never heard of before, but it is a thing and it is in fact a thing and it's called N is in Nancy R E or new relationship energy. And let me tell you something about that new relationship energy. It is a motherfucker. There is a definition or an explanation. Let me say that there is an explanation for what N R E is. And so for polyamorous people uh, or ethically non-monogamous We tend to describe it as a glowing, exciting, bubbly feeling of being enraptured with a new partner as new relationship energy. 
So it's it's you are consumed. Your thoughts and your heart is full and you're just consumed with how awesome and amazing this person is. Everything just seems to fit. And and, you know, the sky is bluer. The sun is more yellow. It shines brighter when you talk to them, when you think about them. And it's just awesome. Everything about them is awesome. So for uh, monogamous minded living people, people who live a monogamous lifestyle, they can experience NRE as well. And it's usually when they've just begun to date somebody who they are excited about. So NRE can and will mask the incompatibilities between people. In new relationships, our brains undergo phenomenal chemical highs that are like using illicit drugs. We literally cannot see incompatibility until our thought processes break free of these deceitful little toxins. It's like an endorphin. It, it, just, it just makes you feel good. You're going to hear my pages flipping. Um, it just feels good, you know? It's just awesome. And you can't. It's like you are literally blinded by love. That's that's a blinded by love. NRE will cause you to miss narcissism, uh, verbal abuse, emotional abuse, financial abuse, uh, a variety of things that are toxic. It will um, allow you to miss toxic behavior. It will allow you to completely dismiss and give a person a pass, even though you know it's not cool. Like, that's not cool. So you got to be careful with that NRE. Excuse me. So there are five types of compatibility. And we're going to go through all of them. So you have sexual compatibility, emotional compatibility, intellectual compatibility, spiritual compatibility, and financial compatibility. And all these are good things that um, you need in your relationship, in your partnership. So uh, sexual compatibility, it refers to partners having shared or similar sexual needs including sexual preferences, turn-ons, and desired frequency. I hear a lot of men, especially especially married men, um, say that, you know, when we first got together, you know, the sex was so good. That's NRE. And, you know, once we got married and, you know, it went down to once a day and we used to do it five or six times a day. However, what I think tends to happen is, is that, Couples do not have conversations when change happens. When a new situation presents itself in their lives, they don't have conversations like real deal conversations about, okay, how are we going to navigate this? An example can be when you have a child. When you have a baby, her sex drive may be affected. Her libido may be affected and 
he didn't experience labor and birth and carrying a child and all the things that our bodies go through when we're carrying children and birthing. He doesn't understand. Well, before you had a baby, everything was good. Yeah, but my organs literally shifted in another direction to accommodate a whole human being inside of me. And then if you had to push or you had a C-section, it's, it's so many different things that can go into that. However, I'll say for the man, if you, if you want something from her, you've got to make it, you have to provide the space for her to have the energy to do said sexual activity. Because... She can't be up all day and all night with the baby and you sleeping soundly and you think that because your dick got hard that it's time for her to hop on and do her thing. No, she's tired. She's fucking tired and you didn't help with the baby. So where is she supposed to get this energy from? Even if she's working too. Like, what are you doing to help with your child and the during the day and, you know, getting the baby to bed and all that stuff so she has the energy to have sex with you but even still on top of that you still have to do the mental stimulation and all of those things or whatever it is that she needs to uh be aroused and desired and want to have sex so here are some bullet points about sexual compatibility now Sexual compatibility comes down to how well your individual beliefs, needs, and desires around sexual activities mesh. Being upfront about your sexual preferences that likely requires some self-reflection is the only way to know how sexually compatible you truly are. So here's a question for you. You know, you can answer this yourself and talk to this about with your partner if you have one. Um, how do, or did you and your partner talk about your sexual desires, likes and dislikes? Have you had that conversation? Do you know, is there, is, is there a safe space provided for either of you to express sexual desires that may seem taboo or it couldn't even be taboo. It could be, Hey, I like sucking your dick from the back and he's never had that before, you know? How do you have that conversation? <laughs> How do you have that conversation? Now, in order to talk about your sexual desires and your likes and dislikes, it requires open communication while also understanding that the conversation is not one and done. We all change and so do our desires and the things we would like to try and explore. So expect change, updates, revisiting, and checking in to ensure both or more are on the same page. You have to be able to communicate. You have to be able to be open to change. Everybody change. Everybody changes. If you are still the same person that you were 20 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago, that is a problem. You should have grown in some way emotionally. Probably not going to grow in height. You may have grown out, you know, wider. But have you matured emotionally? I would hope so. Um, you also have to discuss your deal breakers before you get like too serious. So here's an example. Like I expect or require to have sex in certain number times a week. 
I prefer at least whatever time frame you prefer minutes of foreplay sexual contact before you get started. That's really a good conversation to have though, because you know, how, how would you know if you don't talk about it? Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. And also, are you open to negotiating? So if I prefer something sexually that you are not comfortable exploring, how do you feel about me exploring that sexual desire with someone else? And you got to be honest with yourself about that one. If he has a high sex drive and you have a low sex drive, do I think y'all need to be together? No. However, if you all choose to be together, are you, whomever the person is with the lowest sex drive, are you okay with them exploring this somewhere else? And if it is a no, what you're essentially saying is your pleasure does not matter to me. That's literally exactly what you're saying to your partner. Not saying that you have to agree to it, but if, if, if you are the person that has the low libido or you don't need it as many times a week or whatever, but see, this goes back to incompatibility. You're, you're not compatible in this instance. If, if you all are on the extreme on opposite sides of the pole, when it comes to what you want and desire sexually, you probably don't need to be together. Because all the other things that you may be compatible in, your incompatibility with sex will shine brighter than everything else. And that could literally be the downfall of your relationship because you are sexually incompatible. And even though sexual intimacy is important, it can be difficult to be intimate in other ways if you are incompatible sexually. So if I know that I am not going to enjoy sex with you, I am going to avoid anything that would even have you remotely thinking that we're going to have sex. There will be no cuddling. You not touching me. You not holding me. We not doing none of that because I know that at some point it may lead to sex and I don't enjoy it. So that's a trickle down effect. Now you're distant and you're not communicating and talking it and, and boom, now you're not together anymore. Cause that's how it, that's how it be going. Yeah. Okay. So here are some questions to ask, ask, and you'll know you compatibility. You're blah, 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 blah. That was a tongue twister. Here are some questions to ask. You'll know you're compatible if, you know, your answers look like this. And you'll know you're incompatible if this happens. So here's a question. Do you think affairs are ever acceptable? And these are example questions. You are compatible if both people agree with the conditions or say no. You're incompatible when one person thinks the affair is okay Sometimes, and the other person doesn't feel that way at all. Another question. Ideally, 
How often should a couple have sex? You're compatible if your answers are pretty close, you know, depending on your schedule and your life and, you know, what that looks like. I got to move the mic closer. And, um, you know, what that looks like. You could be compatible. If your answers are not close at all, you're incompatible. Because she may say one day a week is fine with me. And he's like, yeah, I at least need like four. Three or four. Okay. Another question. How much sexual experimentation would you like to see? What kind of things would you like to explore sexually? How often would you like to explore these things? You may not have like an answer straight from the hip, like, pow, yeah, I want to do this, 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 and that. And I think it should happen every one, two to three months. You may not have that, but these are questions that get the conversation started. And the conversation may stop today, but you pick it back up maybe next week after you've had time to think about it. So you would be compatible if both people feel similarly, but you would be incompatible if there is even one important difference. Like if something is important to me that I want to explore or experiment sexually and you are just like, oh, hell no, I'm not doing that. We're probably incompatible. Not probably, but uh. Another question, have you ever had an affair and what prompted it? So you would be compatible if there is no discomfort with either answer. Even if your answer is yes and you are able to explain why you did it, what got you there, so on and so forth. Your partner not judging you, but because of that shows that you're, you know, you could be compatible. Um. Incompatibility, however, would mean that either of you would feel uncomfortable and like you can't trust the other person because they had an affair with a previous partner. If if it hasn't even happened to you, yes, you know, you be cautious because you hear what they're saying. But if it hasn't happened, you have no reason to not trust them. And you feel like just because they did that, you don't trust them anymore, you may not be compatible because, you know, cheating could be a, a trigger for you. It could be a hot topic. Like I get it and I understand, but that's why having these kind of conversations are important because before you get in too deep, you will know if this person, if, if being cheated on is your deal breaker, that's some shit that you don't ever want to happen to you again, then you may not be compatible with a person who has cheated. Like that. Another question is, what does sex mean to you? Mm. You will be compatible if both parties have similar meanings. Everything doesn't have to be the same, but similar. You know, love, care, and it's intimacy. And, you know, you're giving yourself to me and we're giving ourselves to each other. We're sharing this experience. Each person desires to please the other person in a way that they are able to receive the pleasure and it reciprocates you you're able to reciprocate pleasure 
um, being incompatible with this specific question would look like one person feel it's important and the other person doesn't. One person feels like, no, nah, sex ain't really that serious. It's not that important. Ooh, child. Mm, but I won't do that. So the last question as far as sexual compatibility is concerned is what are your favorite sex acts? So if both of you like the same things, you're probably very sexually compatible. But if one likes something that the other person has strong feelings against, like, oh, no, I'm not sucking no dick now. I'm not I'm not eating a wussy. You might not be compatible, especially if I like, you know, if I like to get my leg. Okay, you know what I'm saying? If I like, if I enjoy cunnilingus and he enjoys, Lord, my ass, I forgot the goddamn word, fellatio, and the other person does not like it, doesn't prefer it, you're, you may not be compatible. There may be other things that you all are compatible with, but if oral sex is a deal breaker for you and that person does not like giving and or receiving oral sex it's not gonna work and these are all my opinions and shit i don't know shit i'm just going what i've experienced and what i think and we're gonna see how long this gonna be because i'm sleeping so number two we have emotional compatibility And what that is, is feeling safe emotionally with your partner, being able to negotiate through differences of opinions or navigate beliefs. That's a really good one. Because I never really thought about emotional compatibility and what that looks like and what that means to me. But now that I've experienced I'm experiencing emotional compatibility. I know what that looks like. I know what that feels like. And I know that I won't accept anything less than that from here on out because I need to feel safe. I need to know that I can come and sit in your lap and cry, or I can just come and sit in your lap if I want to. Or if I'm having a bad day, I can curse. I can vent. I can do whatever it is that I need to do to express that. And I'm heard. Maybe not understood, but you heard me. You know, my feelings are valid. You validated my feelings. So what can tell you what your emotional compatibility is, is how do you respond during an argument? Do you yell and scream, don't want to accept accountability, or give the silent treatment without communicating that you need space to process? If so, this may be a sign of being incompatible emotionally. And I know what the fuck that feels like. Being on two completely different pages emotionally. So how I respond during a disagreement is, hey, let's talk it out. Let's talk it out. Let's see what, you know, what's going on, what's what's happening here. His thing was. He would stop talking or he would get upset on the defensive and it was just crazy. Or if I'm really upset, I'm coming in hot. Like I'm coming in hot, like, hold on. And I'm asking questions. And, you know, I've been told by a partner that it 
It seems as though I am interrogating <laughs> by the way that I ask questions. But that came from prior experience dealing with someone that if you did not ask specific, detailed questions, I was not going to get an answer. So I've had to learn how to unlearn that particular behavior because I was bringing that over here and that wasn't fair to him. Now for me, I can't hear how I'm asking questions. There are times when I'm like, okay, I understand exactly what it's saying. And if I'm upset, I don't, I don't hear it that way. I don't, I don't give a damn what it sound like because I'm trying to get the answer to my question. Because now I'm over here looking crazy like, well, wait a minute now. Wait a goddamn minute. Hold up. So what now? So what you're saying is, okay, so for clarity. So, you know, I've had to work on my tone, my inflection. I have to be willing and open to expressing whatever discomfort that I am feeling and if I need the space to process before I respond because that falls on me because I am the person who's having the issue with this. Right. Uh, Emotional compatibility is one that I think should be higher, a higher priority on people's lists, especially when they're dating Because I sip of my drink because that is literally how you navigate your relationship through your emotions, your actions as well. But you, your emotions play a really, really big part in that. And if you have someone who cannot control their emotions, you're going to be on a goddamn roller coaster all day and all night. Because they up and down. Are you up and down with them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. All right. So, moving on. We're moving on to intellectual compatibility. What that is, is when both people are mentally stimulated by the same or similar conversations. So here are some common signs of intellectual compatibility. Your conversations feel easy. You're not worried about disagreeing. You're excited to hear their point of view. You learn something every time you talk. You have a shared sense of humor. There are times when this sense of humor could be dark. It could be light or whatever. And I can, I can say that my partner and I, we are, I think that we are compatible intellectually as well, because I do learn something from him every single time I, we talk to each other. I am excited to hear like, so what do you think about this? Like I heard this, this is what I was thinking. This is the story or whatever the conversation may be at the time. And I look forward to hearing a different perspective because we don't think alike in a good way. So he's able to see things in a different way. 
And I'm also able to see things in a different way. So it, it um, definitely gives us room to have extended conversations about numerous topics, which I like because if I can't do nothing else, honey, I can talk. I talk your whole face off. So I have to temper myself when uh, I get talking and trying not to ramble and keeping all my thoughts in one space. But, you know, the conversations are easy. Even even the difficult conversations aren't so difficult that I want to hang up on him and I won't talk to his ass no more that day. You know what I'm saying? It 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 is it's not even it's difficult. The the conversation is difficult because I am uncomfortable with whatever that conversation is. But that doesn't mean that the topic is difficult. It's just my reception of what is happening is causing me discomfort. But even in that, I can still express emotionally how this is making me feel. And I am able to articulate why I felt this way. And it may not be right off because there are times I just got to talk and talk and talk. And I'm talking and processing all at the same time. And then I have an aha moment. And like, oh, now I know why I feel this way. And then I can go back and express it. Okay. Okay. So I was, I reacted that way because dot, dot, dot. But again, in order to be able to to do any of that, I have to be accepting that I am uncomfortable. This did cause me discomfort. I got to ask myself, well, why do you feel uncomfortable? Why did this upset you? Why is this a trigger for you? Is it a trigger for you? And if so, then you need to be able to explain that to him. So he's able to understand where you are coming from. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you foster intellectual compatibility over time in your relationship? You can read and watch things together. You can go to events together and you can learn something new together. And even if, you know, I'm not necessarily. OK, I'll use an example. So I like creative things I love doing creative things with my hand painting and I garden I learned how to garden (laughs) this year and he doesn't feel he's really good at painting and you know picking out colors and doing all that like if we do the sip and paint however you know when we're sitting there we get to talk about colors you know I know color theory so I can explain color theory to him and like you know You can add a little white to make this color, that color, you know, whatever, and encourage him because I know it's outside of his comfort zone. So, oh, yes, that color looks really good there. Or if he wants to, he can ask, well, what color do you think would look good on this side? And then I'll give my opinion. And, you know, that's fostering our intellectual compatibility. I didn't know anything about excuse me, beer other than Corona, Heineken, Bud Light, Coors Light, Michelob, shit like that before we met. Well, he is a beer connoisseur. He enjoys beers. He loves beer. So I was like, 
I'm open to learning. I, I would love to learn more about beer because there got to be something I like, right? Because there's so many different types. So then he started telling me about the different types of beer. You have your IPAs, your double, your triple, your quadruple IPAs. You have uh, your pale ales. You have your sour ales. You got your pilsners. You have your wheat ales. So your stouts. You have so many different types of beer. And you just got to try them just to see what kind of along the lines of where you, you're going to be. However, this beer has this in it. This is kind of sort of how they make this one. And they add fruits to the sour ales, which are my favorite, by the way. Pilsner, you know, it's a little lighter. And so he was able to teach me about beer. And I enjoyed that. We have been to a lot of brewery, brewery, that word always fucked me up. And now I can teach somebody about brews just you know just a little bit child just a little bit i know what the abv is and what the percentage looks like and the higher the number the stronger the alcohol content in the beer and it's 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 been it's been fun getting learning more about beer right and it's beer you know what I'm saying like it's been fun it's been a good ride because I've tried a lot of different companies a lot of different flavors so it definitely uh was another thing that brought us close together because we can go and do that together and I like that so that's what intellectual compatibility looks like if both of you like to read books or similar uh a similar genre of book that can help foster intellectual compatibility. Um, so as far as TV shows go, we're kind of on opposite ends of that. But he'll sit through some of my murder porn with me every now and then. And um, I don't have an issue with whatever he watches. As long as it's not that scary, gory shit and I don't have to dream about it and hear them sounds in my sleep, I'm good. Um, but for me, I don't necessarily have to watch what he's watching. I just enjoy being next to him while he's watching it or we chilling on the couch while we're watching it. And I am open to watching different things that I normally wouldn't watch, which is cool. And we can, you know, have conversations and laugh and I can say, well, yeah, I did like that. Yeah, I'm good. I don't think I ever have to see that shit again like that all right so number four we have spiritual compatibility and with that that is someone who is going to provide you with the insight and support that you need in order to thrive in your strengths so by spiritual you can take that however you want to you can take that as religious or you can take that as the universe you do with that what you may and what the spiritual compatibility is, is they kind of, mm, it's similar to, mm, not similar. When I was researching, I saw soulmate a lot. This is your soulmate, your soulmate, your soulmate. However, you got to be careful with that soulmate thing. Because if you caught up in NRE, they're going to seem like they're your soulmate. And they may not necessarily be your soulmate. And you all may not be uh, necessarily spiritually compatible. 
and I'm not speaking in reference to religion, but that also plays a part as well. How do you navigate your relationship if you have different spiritual beliefs? If I'm okay and I enjoy crystal shopping and sitting them out in the, in the moon to charge and all of those things, and you're a Christian and you don't believe in those things, we're not going to be spiritually compatible, which may be a deal breaker for either of us. So these are also conversations that you need to have with this person that you are, you know, dating and starting to learn. How do you feel about crystals? How do you feel about Christianity? How do you feel about, uh, I was about to fuck that word up. Uh, oh Lord. Oh my goodness. Being a Buddhist. Cause I, ca- I can't even think of how to say the other one child. It's been a day. So you have to have those conversations as well and take that into consideration when you're dating, especially if you want to get married. It's now nah, fuck that. Even if you don't want to get married, if you just want to date and you want to be with somebody learn long term too, these are still things that you all need to discuss and talk about. You you would need to be compatible in in areas that matter to you. And out of the five, what I would say, I'll say that when I get to the end. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. So that's spiritual compatibility. That's a short one. So the last one we have is financial compatibility. And this is a big one. So what financial compatibility is, is understanding and respecting each other's behaviors, values, and habits in regards to money. So ultimately, you and your partner don't need to agree on every money issue to be financially compatible. You just need to be able to talk openly, trust each other's money management skills and find ways to work together to accomplish joint financial goals. If you can do that, money fights should not derail your relationship. So with that, that is a very important one as well. If you have a spender and a saver, have that conversation on, you know, negotiate. Okay, so with the saver, how do you get them to just kind of let loose a little bit and just spend a little? And with the spender, how do you get them to focus and save? But both people have to be open to doing both. Not that you're going to break the bank, you know, as a saver, not that you're going to break the bank every time you decide to purchase something for yourself, but it's okay to purchase something for yourself. And then the person that's a spender, well, goddamn, it's okay to not purchase something. You can save that money because you probably don't need it, you know. But having those conversations about finances and if you want a joint account and you all still have your individual accounts, if you all don't make the same amount of money, what percentage is going where? Who's going to be responsible for what particular bills and the groceries and, you know, buying the kids clothes if you have children and school supplies and vacations and all of those things. You have to be able to have open communication about finances to be able to have a sound relationship 
And that's just like in the financial area. Because every adult knows that outside of sex, finances is the easiest way for a marriage to end, for a relationship to end, for a friendship to end. And even with your friends, you need to have some financial compatibility because uh, we too grown for somebody always having to foot the bill for you every time you go out. But your ass don't need to be going nowhere. Sit your ass down at home because clearly you don't have the money to be eating out. Go pull something out of the freezer and cook it. Okay. Now, so ways that you ways, think mm, ways that show financial compatibility is you can talk about money without fighting. You don't feel the need to hide purchases. You trust your partner's spending habits. Different credit scores aren't cause for concern if you're open and accepting to hearing how the other person with the higher credit score got it there. And especially if your credit score, while it may be lower, if it doesn't negatively affect your finances, y'all finances and or the relationship. Um, you also have similar spending priorities or and you agree on the size of purchases that need to be discussed between both people. And that's like if you have a joint account, everything goes into the joint account. If I want to buy a pair of sneakers what what is my max number my max you know dollar amount that i can take out of the joint account this is in reference to if all monies are going into the joint account what is that number do i need to stay under a hundred dollars is 150 enough so those are the kind of conversations that you also need to be able to have um when you're thinking in reference to financial compatibility. Yes, these are my papers. Fan is a lot in here. Um, so the question that I was going to ask is, um, if you have a person, you know, you're married or in a relationship or whatever, and after hearing about the five types of compatibility order them arrange them in order of importance which ones are important to you and then see how you and your partner compare and even if y'all are all over the place it doesn't necessarily mean that you are incompatible but this is a conversation starter okay so for me Emotional compatibility might be the highest priority for me and then financial, then sexual. But for me, it'll be sexual compatibility first, then emotional, intellectual, financial, and then spiritual. Financial and intellectual are interchangeable because they all go together. But like his may be different from mine. I know financial compatibility will probably be higher up, a higher priority for him, emotional and financial. Those would be a higher priority um, for him, I think. But see, this is still a conversation that we can have about it, which is good. 
Oh, excuse me. Yep, that lets me know that it is time for me to move on to the next segment. So we can go ahead and get off of here. And I can go ahead and schedule this thing to be dropped. So um, I have decided to remove the dictates from the podcast because um, I have healed a lot since I first started this podcast. And there are things that I actually don't want to recall anymore that I don't want to remember and that I don't want to speak about anymore. Not that I'm ashamed or I regret anything, but I I'm in a different space. And because I've healed so much, a lot of that shit, I can't even remember anymore because my life has taken such a different direction. So we're not going to do that. However, what I am going to do is I'm going to be reading these crazy ass Reddit stories because I love crazy ass stories. And then I'm going to be giving my little raggedy ass opinion on it. And then that's going to be the end of our show for today. Hold on. Okay, so this Reddit story is what we're going to call this. Um, what we're going to call this. Se- oh, we can call this segment the audacity. I like that. So this is the audacity portion of the show. So the title is my boyfriend is acting like Christ on the cross. Now that he does housework, you know, this about to be some dumpster fire. And it reads, my boyfriend and I are in our mid 20s and have been together for two years. When we first started living together, he did no housework at all. We talked about it and now he does a decent amount. The main thing he does is straightening up, like collecting all the piles of whatever and putting them in neat piles or rolls. He does not actually put them away where they go. This is important later. Overall, it would be hard to say what the exact breakdown is, but there are days or weeks when he does more than I do. The thing is, is he has been acting like the biggest martyr since he started doing this. He sat me down for a very serious conversation and said that I do not do enough to express my gratitude. I sometimes verbally acknowledge what he has done. Parentheses. Wow, the place looks great. Thanks for cleaning up. But he said he still does not feel appreciated. She also says, I am just like in another dimension with rage because for the longest time he did literally nothing. And now. He continues to have no concept of how much work is really being done. So yesterday we got together with some friends and he was complaining to his friend when he thought that I was out of earshot. He was saying how difficult it is for him to live with someone who is so messy and disorganized. I am someone who has color coded file drawers and meal preps every meal. In my opinion, I do the vast majority of the actual housework, 
even though he does reduce the overall mess on a day-to-day basis. On the one hand, I feel so angry and even taken advantage of and hearing this convo with his friend felt like the last straw. But on the other hand, he does a lot more than he used to. So maybe I need to just get a sense of humor about how delusional he is and appreciate what he does. Should I talk to him? And if so, what do I say? Girl, don't you have no kids with him? Don't you marry him? Matter of fact, Y'all probably don't need to be together no more because um, you're making a lot of excuses. He ain't doing shit. He moving one pile of laundry on the floor over here to a pile on the couch. That's not cleaning up. That's not doing housework. That's just moving one thing from one spot to the next. And then he got the motherfucking audacity to have this conversation within earshot of me talking about how i'm messy and he's just doing all of this work you got some fucking nerve and no honey you do not need to have a sense of humor about this he is delusional as a motherfucker but what i do think is this is weaponized incompetence his ass is acting like he don't know how to clean he is acting like he does not know what he's doing that's why he wants all these high praises he want a fucking parade every time he do something But for you to lie and say that I'm messy and disorganized when you know I meal prep every meal and I got color-coded file drawers, you got some... It did not happen to me. Girl, run and run fast. Y'all in y'all mid-20s, you can find somebody else. Yeah, you can find somebody else. Being together, being with somebody for two years and y'all break up, child, you'll be just fine. Because I can tell you within a year or two, you'll be glad you're not with his ass no more. (laughs) But this motherfucker here. But what I do see is how people have a tendency to make excuses for the things that they don't like in a person. I don't like that he does this, but I can't say that he doesn't do anything or he does more than he used to. It don't seem like he that's no excuse. Not to me. Because you wasn't doing shit. And now all you're doing is moving stuff from one place to the next. You, to me, you still ain't doing shit. And I ain't congratulating you. I ain't saying thank you for cleaning up. Well, I do say thank you for cleaning up. But not to this motherfucker. Because you got some nerve. Oh, bitch. Anyway. <laughs> That's my rant for today. <laughs> he a bitch. And she need to dump his ass. Um, well, that is uh all that i have for today um thank y'all for being patient with me um i try not to record when i am in uh highly emotional states i really try not to because i be on some crazy shit sometimes um but i do thank you for your patience i do thank you for listening I thank you for listening to my bullshit and my rants and me giving you all these definitions and shit. Uh, I like words and word mean, words mean things and definitions are there for a reason. Um, I don't, I don't think I have anything. No, I ain't got nothing coming up. 
Um, don't ask me when I'm going to record again. I don't fucking know. Uh, I got a lot of topics that my ass need to just. I have the space and the time to actually do this more often than I used to. I just need to focus and monopolize the time that I have. Which that's one of my goals, my slow moving goals that I'm trying to work towards that I want to. Let me say this, that I want to be better at is recording weekly because it's not like I don't have the time to do so. Uh, so again, um, I hope you learned something. I hope that you are able to look at your current relationships or those in the future and really have a understanding of what type of compatibility is a priority for you and what is important to you so that, you know, you are your best you and the person that you are with are, is the best person for you. You know what I mean? Um, so if you would like to reach me, you can email me at it's the candy bag at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook at the candy bag all caps, or you can find me on Instagram at the candy bag underscore B. Again, I want to thank you for your support. Thank you for tuning in. And please continue to have a good morning, a good afternoon, and a good evening.